yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking my freedom. Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, and I'm a success mentor. I believe there are seven pillars of success. Your spiritual life, your physical fitness, your emotional, romantic, mental, social, and finally your financial life. When you get all seven areas in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I learned this the hard way. I've always made money. Unfortunately, I spent so much time making money that I never had time for the rest of my life. So, despite not having financial worries, I was never happy. I wanted romance, but I didn't have time to date. I wanted to be in great shape, but I couldn't find a moment to go to the gym. I wanted a more spiritual life, but I didn't meditate. That also takes time. I wanted to read great books and fill my mind with deep thoughts, but I never made the time. I wanted a great social life, not just going to work-related events. Emotionally, I was a wreck because my life was totally out of balance. Today, I earn more money than I ever have in my life and I work only part-time. I have the relationship of my dreams. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm spiritually grounded. I feel fulfilled mentally, socially, and emotionally. My life is in perfect alignment. This podcast will help you discover where your life is out of balance. My mission is to support you in achieving work-life balance so that you can have more fun and freedom in life. On my show, you will get to learn from experts in all seven areas of abundance. My guests have achieved tremendous success in their zone of genius. Are you ready to go to a level 10 in all seven areas of life? You got this. Hello, Riz Mirza. How are you? Nice to see you, Rebecca Whitman. I'm doing wonderful. I'm so excited to have you on the Balanced Beautiful Abundance Show. Thank you. I love the time. I love your show. Oh, thank you so much. Let me tell my audience a little bit about you. Mm-hmm. Riz Mirza is a world-renowned psychic. He's a shaman. He's a medium, and he does trance channeling. He helps people serve their higher calling. He has hosted thousands of gatherings called Circle of Light, where he channels an American Indian called Red Eagle, but he also channels many other famous guides. I know for me, you've channeled Tesla, just to name a few. Mm. He channels all over the world. People actually fly in to see him and be a part of his circles or his one-on-one readings. He also does private coaching and leads international retreats. And he's a music producer. So I am so excited to see you on the Balanced Beautiful Abundance show. And I've got some great questions. So let's just dive in. Yes. So, uh, Riz, when did you realize that you had the gift of being a psychic? My, let's talk about it. So when you described me, there were the words psychic medium and trans channel. And actually, all three of those words, they're really psychic and medium and trans channel where there's a difference. Some of the audience knows there's a difference between a psychic and a medium. A medium is one who connects to those who have crossed over to the other realm, the other dimension. And a psychic is one who's able to tune into events or characteristics about people, places, or things, or movements in a person's life, and be able to read into not just what 
can be around the corner, but how to interpret what has happened, how to understand where you are. And I think it's a very important thing for us to understand that psychic phenomenon or psychic thought or psychic ability, intuitive ability, empathic ability, tarot, reiki, astrology, all of these things, but specifically psychic work, now is being brought and understood in a different way. In the past, we had psychic work as reading a crystal ball or tell me my future. When am I going to get married? When am I going to die? When is my kid going to be born? Am I going to be successful? Right. Those are the when is it going to happen? And where now, I want to say that if we want to call it new age thought or progressive spiritual living is going, is using these abilities that some people have and to understanding how to bring that in rather than when is it going to happen. Yes. Right? Because the difference between, in a sense, the difference between religion and spirituality is in religion, you are asking for something. Hopefully you're being grateful also, but you're also asking for something. Please help me from this or please help that. In what we call spirituality, what we are doing is understanding that we are co-creators of the universe, co-creators of our reality. So a medium connects to those crossed over, a psychic taps into that field of energy around a person and a trans channel, and that is very different, is a person who leaves their body by entering into the trance state yes during that time the spirit guides you can call them spirit guides you can call them angels you can call them the ancestors you can call them the universe i call them spirit guides because that's how i experience them they have personalities they have names they have one thing in common which is that they are highly advanced teachers that are yes. no longer incarnating on the planet so they're around all of us and every culture refers to the fact that we are not alone so those guides do speak through you. And when they speak through me and trans channels like myself, they're fully taking over the voice and body. So when you are in a circle of light, which is my event, which I hold every week, there's where you, you join in on that. It's like a, I call it a circle of light because when we're all together, it's an experience that is, it is more community based in a sense, because this is the idea of us gathering in a circle, which no matter what culture you come from, that was part of your ancient history. People gathered in a circle to connect. So that's what I do. And as a shaman, if I were to put the word shaman in a, in a very simple way, instead of getting into the roots and origins of different ethnicities of shamanism, because all cultures have shamans. Yes. I would say that a shaman is really like a locksmith. A, slot, a locksmith and a midwife all in one. They birth you. Wow. They, re, they, re, they kill you. <laughs> <laughs> because what they're doing is killing your old beliefs, patterns, and helping you let go of the past and then rebirth you. So they're midwifing you. But they also are a locksmith. So you locked yourself out of your house. That's called the house of your soul, your, your true self. And you want to get back in. So they come. Call me the friendly locksmith. I come over. I help unlock it and then the door swings open and you decide whether you want to go back in there or not. Right. Sometimes you don't want to go back in. You're like, huh, okay. I was out of this house for a while. Now I don't want to go back in. In fact, I think I've grown. Let me build a new house. So I discovered mediumship first. Cool. Seven years old. Um, how did I discover it? I've you, told what the story. When you were seven. So my mom took me to a friend's house, one of my auntie's houses, and I grew up in, and uh, my family came from India, and then we were in New York City. And, uh, you know, like when moms drag their kids to one of their, their friend's houses, 
There's nothing to do. I was seven years old and I was just staring bored and I blurted out, an old man died on that couch. And I, I stopped their conversation, obviously, with such a strange statement. And they, my mom didn't know what I was saying. But the friend, yes, it was true that her father had died on that couch. My mom didn't know. No one knew. And she asked me if I saw him. I said, I don't, I don't see him, but I can feel him. Wow. And, and I was like, he, he's like drinking tea. He wants you to know he's okay. And that was the extent of the message. I was seven. It was not really understood nor in a sense, encouraged. So my expression, and you might find this with a lot of the audience, some of who probably are maybe do something similar to this kind of work or feel this, is that um, I channeled that into art and music because I, no one understood this psychic world. Right. So there had to be some expression of connecting to a, a bigger version of myself, right? It's, an ex it's a magnification of your spirit in a sense when you are, um, when you're growing, right? Isn't that what growing means? It's the magnification of, of your spirit. So music and art became the way I channeled. So I was able to play music and paint and draw without really taking lessons. So music and art became the first part of my life. That is so cool. So I know a lot of people ask you this probably as a psychic and they ask me as a coach in a different way, like how will they meet their twin flame? How will they find the love of their life? So what kind Did you of say you cut out there for a second? Did you say twin flame? Yes. How do uh. people meet their twin flame, their beloved, their soulmate, their life partner? People are always asking me that as a coach. And I want to ask you that as a psychic, if you have any insight so as a, on that. As a psychic, right? What I'm do doing with each person is different. So when they say how... <laughs> Sometimes I'll have a vision, a very clear vision. You're going to meet him and I'll say the name of the state or I'll say, I see a museum or I'll see an art gallery. In fact, this happened once. Someone did ask me when they were going to, where they were going to meet this person and when. I said, I don't know when. It's in the next year and a half, but it's kind of at an art gallery. That's where I see your, con your speaking. The conversation begins wow. there. So the, the reading finishes. I continue with life. I run into her at like a Trader Joe's or something, maybe a year later. Riz, how are you? Oh, right. You know, it's hard to remember sometimes <clears throat> each reading. So she said, and she never met the guy, even though I saw that she would meet him within a year, a year and a half. She goes, I guess I have six months left. I said, well, what was my message to you? She said, well, you said I was going to meet him in an art gallery, but I'm not into art. So I don't know how that's going to happen. You have to be in, wait, a psychic told you you're going to meet him at an art gallery. If I were you, I'd start going to art exhibitions, wouldn't you? Exactly. You don't say, well, I'm not into art, so I don't know how that's going to happen. All right. So the universe has a tendency to get louder or more potent <laughs> or more painful until you hear the messages. So when spirit guides connect to us, the messages do not beat us over the head. They are subtle frequencies, which is why throughout history, we have learned through meditation to quiet the mind. When yeah. you quiet the mind, you're able to open up what I call the third ear. <laughs> it's the third eye. So you're listening 
when you quiet the background noise, you hear, listen, you hear that, the stool I'm sitting on creaking? Yes. Okay. So if there was noise in the room, you wouldn't hear that. So you might say that the spirit guides are always giving messages. In your quietest moments is when you begin to feel those messages. So sometimes in a reading, there is a prediction, which I see. A straight, classic, psychic prediction. His name is, seems to be this. Um, and then there are times where I see something, where I feel the person who wants to meet their twin flame, I see three major relationships before them. Huh. Now, what do you do then? Here is this nice person who is simply wanting guidance and is hopeful and has been through a lot relationship-wise. But as a psychic, I'm seeing three relationships, then the twin flame. And sometimes I see that those relationships are marriages, divorces, and a couple of kids. Wow. So imagine, here you are, you've been through a couple of relationships, you say, I'm going to get a psychic reading, you go to the psychic, and you want to hear in the next two years. That's what we, wouldn't we all, right? But I see something else. Now, at that point, as a medium or as a psychic, I have to decide, how, how do I relate this information? Because this can completely depress the person. This is where now the psychic work expands into deep soul understanding. Right. And how you want to assist a person at the stage that they are at, at without discouraging them, but without also, um, I want to say, in a sense, without leaving them in the fog. Yes right about themselves so what i see then what i do is i tune into okay well what is causing that what is the growth obviously three relationships and then the twin flame means there's growth to be had here so what does he need to go through or she need to go through and then i go in there i go to the root of that and i offer insight and perspective and ideas of how they can work on a particular area now, this is where it separates people who just want a psychic answer and people who are actually interested in transformational, co-creative reality, belief, interaction, understanding. Right. Like they want to learn co-creation. They want to know how does the universe, so-called so -called universe, work. So it's coming together, all of these, you know. And what you do as a coach is you, you are tapping into that field. You're just approaching it from what your skill level and your natural gifts are. And it is not easy to be a coach. It's a different, it is, people think it's easy. There's a lot of life coaches out there, right? Yes. Now, and God bless everyone, right? I want everyone to succeed and I want everyone to win. But unfortunately, there's a lot of people who are doing this kind of work who have not been doing it very long. Right. And even if you don't do something very long, there's a potency you can have from, from a smaller amount of experience, but you're, you're potent because you've taken something you've experienced and now you're able to communicate it. So in, in essence, a good coach is helping the person and a good psychic is helping the person internally communicate better. That yeah. means what's your internal communication? How are you speaking about yourself in the world? Absolutely. It's, it's your narrative. It's how you see the world and it's your self-talk and People have limiting beliefs or they have old programming that is blocking them mm. from meeting their twin flame. So I had a psychic once tell me, your twin flame isn't even in a human body, so don't worry about it. They're, 
They're like yeah. out this incarnation. So the next question is, what is uh, the difference between a twin flame and a soulmate? Can you explain that to my listeners? I would love to. I first, I want to talk about what I feel the difference is. Yeah. And then I want to talk about terms in general. Yes. <laughs> we do have to have terms to classify the field. That, that it, there's a different feeling. Some people are now starting to say, stop saying twin flames and stop saying, look, we have to call apples apples and oranges oranges, and we have to call things things. We're just navigating differences. There's a difference between a friendship and a romantic relationship and a business relationship. So we have those differentiating terminologies. So that being said, I feel that twin flame is one. I feel soulmates are many. Mm -hmm. Your friend, your best friend is a soulmate. Your sister can be a soulmate. Your dog. Your, your dog. It's a soul. It is souls. <laughs> Thank you for, I wasn't even going to say that, that, but you're, I feel you're right. You, you travel through lifetimes together. So you have to, I, you have to start with the belief that you, you live many lifetimes. That's why we say soulmate, soul traveling together through lifetimes to help you be more of who you are. But twin flame, while they are also helping you to be more of who you are, they directly mirror you. And twin flame relationships are, in my opinion, far more challenging than a soulmate relationship. Now, some people say, well, twin flame is better. I sometimes say to someone when they ask me if they want, when they'll meet their twin flame, I say, wouldn't you just like a nice soulmate instead? <laughs> you know, Disneyland and nice holidays and everything's smooth and you laugh together and you don't really fight that much. Only ordinary things you fight about. Where a twin flame, it is, you know, Godzilla meets King Kong, right? Right. So you are, or Godzilla meets Godzilla. <laughs> So you are looking at each other, you're looking at each other and you are seeing yourself, not that they are like you, obviously, but they are doing what you are doing, but in a different way. So you're isolating, well, they're isolating, but in a different way. And you, once you spend time together, you start to realize that it's like two magicians pulling the, you know, rabbits out of hats, like they used to do in the old days, you know, that saying you pulled a rabbit out of a hat. Well, it's like the magician is doing all their tricks. And then the other magician is like, I know that trick. I know that one. I know that one. I invented that one. And so you are, it's like bare bone shredding. You just get shredded. Twin flame couples I know have gone through everything together. They've gone through infidelities together and they move through it. They have different kinds of relationships. Some of them have open relationships. Some of them have long distance relationships. Some of them have get married and have kids together. There's so many forms. So that's a powerful that's, term. That's powerful. So what is Araya to you? Your twin flame? Or twin your flame. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mm -hmm. I'm with Ben and he's my soulmate and it's been so peaceful. <laughs> I'm so happy that my twin flame is not in a body. And I'm with awesome. <laughs> somewhere Ben is twitching in his sleep. Somewhere. <laughs> he doesn't know why, but suddenly he starts twitching <laughs> when you said <laughs> he wants to be everything to you. Yeah. But you know, so then maybe there'll be a third term that one of us will invent or someone in your audience will invent that is not, not even a soulmate or a twin flame, but something new. Yeah. You know, who, paradigms are Who changing. knows? It'll, you know, it'll continue. Of course. There's elements we haven't discovered yet, perhaps. 
Speaking of paradigms are changing, that's the perfect transition to what the heck is going on in the world. Like, why is there so much turmoil, unrest, cultural divisiveness, this coronavirus? I know that's a huge question, but we... Well, why do you have a stomach ache? Because you pro- Why do you have a stomach ache? Well, probably you have to throw up. <laughs> well, why do I have to throw up? Because you've eaten a lot of stuff that's not really good for you. <laughs> on the other hand, your body is creating all sorts of antibodies to help you understand that food. You know, when you go to another country, happens, I lead retreats to India. Mm-hmm. And when people come to India, they've never been to India, they're so afraid of what they can eat, what they can't eat. Yeah. And make sure that they always eat the right thing. But there is a school of thought, and this has not, what I'm about to say has nothing to do with coronavirus in, in, like, in the analogy. I'm not talking about a virus. I'm just talking about a process. Yes. So when you go to another country, sometimes you eat the food and get sick for three days, but then you can eat the food the rest of the time. Yeah. Right? So there is, I don't believe the world is going crazy right now. People say to me all the time, what is, you know how it is in these crazy times? Crazy times. To me, this, this is the most sane time I've seen in a long time because I have been teaching for years, slow down. Slow down and get perspective on everything. Slow down, slow down, slow down. Recalibrate, recalibrate, recalibrate. Reset, reset, reset. There's an intelligence to what's happening. And I lost a friend to COVID. Sorry. And that's okay. Because I'm, I know on a soul level how I'm connected to him. But I also know that he agrees with everything that I say that the higher self chooses when to cross over, higher self chooses. That's another discussion that mediums usually are trying to teach, but it's very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Look, I've lost 90% of my family. I'm a medium who's lost 90% of my family to unexpected death. Wow. And it's one of the reasons I became a shaman and a medium, to help people understand these, these painful parts of life and how to return to the magic and joy of life. And what is happening now in 2020, 2020 vision being more clear vision, Mm -hmm. I feel that has to do with a great resetting that must happen. The educational system needs to be reset. How we decide we're going to treat each other needs to be reset. Um, You didn't like being at home? Learn to like being at home. You didn't like going outside? Um, Learn how to appreciate being outside. You didn't really appreciate where you were. You're too busy taking selfies of where you were. (laughs) <laughs> rather than actually being where you were right we've all done it yeah slow down oh you didn't think halloween was a big deal do you think it's a big deal now when you can't have it maybe this time maybe next year now you put more effort into your costume <laughs> really yeah everything's maybe this time you'll you'll pay more attention that trick-or-treating is important for kids yeah it's important for us as parents to take them it's important for us to understand the holiday season and to slow down with the seasons. The autumn is about a harvest. What happened to the natural human being? So here we are in the middle of it all. Thanksgiving's coming. Christmas is coming. New Year's is coming. I hope that you, we aren't at December 31st saying to hell with this past year. Let me tell you, you say that and it will repeat worse because this year is a divine year. This year is the only time on planet Earth, Rebecca, the only time in the history of the entire planet Earth Mm 
where everyone in every country and city and state and neighborhood on planet Earth everywhere is experiencing the same thing. Yeah. Never has it happened. Not the flood, not the movement of religions. Those were in isolated areas. Yes. So here we are. And here we are talking. And I will tell you what I've noticed in the, in the close to 20 years of me doing this work is that ears are opening. Yeah. Eyes are opening. Uh, they're paying more attention. So when I make the statement that maybe next year you'll pay more attention to your costume, I'm quite serious. So even something like Halloween, which we all grew up on and people think oh, it's for kids. No, first of all, it has very strong spiritual roots. It's when the veil is thinnest in the psychic world. And we have lost that aspect. So it is about connecting to the quietude of that time. So to take this, this slowing down, right? I'm sure that with the people that you coach, that you ask them to breathe. Yeah. So look at this year. From George Floyd to Corona, the common theme was being able to breathe. Mm, wow, that's true. It is about breath. Mm, it's about taking the breath. So maybe some more people are now being home more. They know they need to meditate. Even if you can't meditate for very long, I suggest even five minutes, even one minute will help you. Yes. So learn that. That's what I'm teaching. And, and um, there's a course that I launched recently with Araya, which is called The Way of the Seer. Mm -hmm. And a seer is a person who sees, though traditionally we refer that to psychics. So what this course is, it's a nine-week video course. So it, you get a series of videos. You can join the course anytime. And each week you'll, get, you'll be sent a new video, which is about unlocking and opening the third eye, understanding how you organize yourself emotionally and balance your energy so that your mind is not staying in reactivity it is going to how you're creating your new reality and how you are slowing down in the present. When you do that, the title way of the seer, the seeing part starts to naturally come forward. You begin to see, I know what to say here. I know what to do there. It is that quieting. So um, if anyone out there is, uh, would like to know more about that, I'm sure you'll put my website and they can reach you to reach out to me. So it's about slowing down. It's about breathing. I love that. Mm. No, dude, that'll, that'll do work in any situation. The yeah. Do you know that's why people smoke, really? Yeah, because they want to... It's the only time breath. they're taking a deep breath. Yes. So any... <sighs> I feel better. Anytime but, one finds himself in a stressful situation, a stressful conversation... Maybe a Thanksgiving, you know, family dynamic. <laughs> you can just stop and you can take a breath either at the table silently or you can just go to the bathroom and oh, you can just like take a breath. So that so is how, right. It's the sign of life. There's two signs of life. Mm -hmm. Someone is laying on the ground with their eyes closed and you discover them. There's two things you're going to check to see if they're alive. If they're breathing and if there's a heartbeat. Right. If there's no pulse and they're not breathing, they've checked out. And let me tell you, 
2,000 circle of lights, thousands of shaman one-on-one work with people, all this work that I've done, so often I see the person in the conversation is not breathing or feels very lifeless. Granted, they are in the moment where they're asking for help, so I understand it. But I say, well, if this is happening here, okay, what's happening out there when there's real danger? Because here it's just a conversation. Right. What's happening out there? So it's the freezing up. It's the lack of being able to be spontaneous and be able to take your reaction and go into creation. Now, the word reaction and the word creation have the same letters. Mm. Move one letter here from reaction and you got creation. One letter from listen and become silent. So to listen, you must become silent. If you are scared, you must turn that into something sacred. Move one letter. Same letters. Scared and sacred are the same letters. Yeah, I love that. But that which you're scared of holds something sacred within it for you. It's about changing perspective. So we're going to end with this mm-hmm. very heavy question. Since you communicate with people on the other side of the veil, I know one of the number one human fears, especially in a pandemic or flying or anything, is fear of death. So how can you assure people that it's not something to rule your life by and be so scared of? That's a very powerful question and a very meaningful question. And I will say this. Many people want to know what happens after you die. I am more interested in what happens when you truly live. Mm, Yes. Because it becomes a waiting for. Just waiting for it to be over. Waiting to get older, the body to slow down. When I don't care about the world, what is the first sign? If you were to tell someone, pretend to be an old person, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to hunch over. Yep. The second thing they're going to do is they're probably going to frown a little bit. And the third thing they're going to do is they're probably going to shake. So let's see, what do those things have to do with? Hunched over and moving slowly. Oh, tight in the body, stiff, rigid beliefs. Weight of the world on you, beauty of the world not lifting you up, weight of the world on you. Oh, so you're shaking. Shaking means fear, lack of steadiness and calm. Frown on the face, obvious, not happy. That is what, how come when you're in, if you were to go to an acting class, okay, act like an older person. How come we're like, hey, life was amazing. It's been an amazing 80 years. I'm an old person. No one does that in an acting class. No. Huh. So art imitates life, or if we live differently, then everything else will change. See, that's where you have to make a massive leap of consciousness. Fearing death? Most people fear life. Yes. The ones who really embrace life, I'm not talking thrill-seeking all the time, I got to feel something. So whether I'm snorting it up my nose or constantly jumping out of a plane or having too much sex or no sex or having ideas about um, what I need to do with my body and build it up or not touch it at all, whatever it means where you're getting that that little hit, that little high, it's it's not really embracing life, is it? It is more trying to get life to inject you with something because you're dead and lifeless and shaking. So what is rebirth? Rebirth is here. 
And then, of course, if rebirth is here, then, of course, a kind of death is here, a spiritual death. Look, you've been through, for you to take to be the coach that you are, for me to do what I'm doing, or for everybody out there to do what they're doing if they're, if they're helping people, is that you must have gone through some kind of hell. Yeah. You must have to be a, an important teacher. I already know that. If it's not an effective teacher, I already know they didn't process. If they either didn't go through hell or the hell they went through, they haven't processed. Yeah. It has to be potent. A good teacher usually scares me a little. Because <laughs> it's like scared and sacred to some things in there. Yeah. Right? So we are understanding death as a medium, I will tell you. It is simply a birth. Death lasts about half a second. Actual death is about half a second. It's like, yeah. um, you know, when you walk through a door, yeah. there's this room and that room. Well, in the doorway, it's about, what, half a second when you're actually in the frame of the door? To me, that's death. Wow. Yeah, so you're moving through that. Switching rooms. You're switching rooms. You're switching focus. Tonight, when everybody dreams tonight in whatever time zone you're watching this, you will be in another realm anyway. You will never believe that that's not real. So I consider uh, the old, beautiful, my favorite song in the world, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream, merrily, 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 life is but a dream. I think, I think that's the best song ever written. I love that song. Yeah, that's why I write songs. You know, I, I told people, you know, I released a lot of my music this year because I was letting people know that all I've been teaching is you can be yourself. You can be a heart surgeon and you can be a yoga teacher and you can be a clown. You can be a psychic medium trans channel and you can be a um, heavy metal rocker and, and a pop music producer and write Disney songs and also like to cook. We're not limited by one thing anymore. That's the older generation. We all can be many things. So I released my music. I would invite anyone to go check me out. My YouTube is called The Magical World of Riz the Wiz. And I work with a lot of different artists in producing music, including my own. And um, to reach me, I'm happy to help anyone in, and, uh, in any way that I can. Yeah, how do people reach you if they want to get a reading or if they want to learn more about Circle of Light? Best way is my website, which is rizmirza.com. So it's R-I-Z-M-I-R-Z-A.com. And um, I'm friends with the fabulous Rebecca Whitman on Facebook. So she, you can check out her friends list. And you can find me on Instagram at psychic Wiz with underscores between the words. Well, thank you so much, Riz. I know that I have learned so much from you and Red Eagle. And your many more adventures day. ahead. Let's do this again. I think we have way more to talk about. We do. I love okay. our synergy. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the Balanced Beautiful Abundance Show. We do not have sponsors, so we kindly ask you to share this beautiful podcast with your friends, share it with people, and rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Riz, for all You're your so welcome. comments. And I will look forward to seeing you guys next week with another fabulous guest on the Balanced Beautiful Abundance Show. Thanks, everyone. Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing, can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them. Please review this podcast. 
Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Living my life like it's golden, living my life like it's golden.